Welcome to Real Testaments. The messages shared at Church of God Mission International, Church for Real. We trust God that through this message, your life will be transformed and you will receive grace to influence your world. God bless you. I want you to stand up with me as we make some declaration of faith this morning. Hallelujah. If thou shalt confess with thy mouth, if you believe in your heart, and you shall confess with your mouth, salvation shall come. Salvation comes when you confess after believing. Right. It's very important. So, it's not confession of your sins. There's no place in the scripture where the scripture says that you should confess your sins and you will be saved. No, it is confession of Christ. And as you confess Christ, you also accept that confession into your heart and your life will begin to take the turn of that confession. Say with me, say I'm born again. I am a citizen of heaven. I have a relationship with God. The Holy Spirit lives in me. Say with me, I'm a new creation. Therefore, Jesus has empowered me to live victoriously on this earth. I am a king, and at the same time, I am a priest. And I will take the counsel of the Lord everywhere that I go. God's glory is revealed upon me. Every eye that sees me shall see the glory of the Lord and shall see the favor of the Lord in Jesus' name. Amen. I want you to put your hands together for the Lord Jesus. Praise the Lord. It's a joyful thing to be alive and to be born again. Praise the Lord. You can have your seats. Thank you for coming to church this morning. Turn to your neighbor left or right and say, welcome to this glorious service. Whatever your needs are, whatever the issues are, they have been sorted in Christ. Praise the Lord. All right, let's, let's go deep into the word of God this morning. I will continue on my series in Christ's realities. Last week I did talk about the principle of self-realization and self-awareness. Right. Did anybody learn anything last week? Did you go back to watch and see if there are some more rema you could get? Anybody that got something, there was something that connected with you, what I said, you agreed with it, or something you did not understand before, you got an understanding. Anybody in the house, Any, anybody at all that was blessed by last week's message? If you please, just come and tell me one thing that you learned, just one. If you are cool. Beautiful, lovely sister. Egosa is blessed to have this wonderful lady in his life. And she is blessed as well to have Egosa in, in her life. <laughs> just one thing that you, you learned. As I thought you were just asking us randomly if we were blessed. <laughs> yeah, you are blessed. You are ever, ever ready. <laughs> okay. Um, yeah, so you spoke to us about the realities that we have as uh, you know, the saved in Christ, you know, and that um, our realities in the work that Jesus already done on the cross. And so we are not moved or swayed by our physical realities or circumstances. So that actually has uh, resonated with me. You've always taught us that, that our reality is in Jesus and we have that supernatural beyond what we see and feel. Thank you very much, Yvick. Put your hands together for Yvick. God bless you. Thank you so much. All right. So in Christ's realities, I talked about the fact that you are a new creation in Christ. The Bible says, if any man be in Christ, right? So whatever we are, we are because of Christ. So you don't define yourself from the perspective of your biological origin. It is wrong. The Bible says that we are bought with the precious blood of Jesus Christ. So Jesus bought us with his blood, therefore we are his. And I did recall, I mentioned that if Jesus is to show up in heaven, right, I mean Jesus is in heaven and he, 
he's to, he, he's to show up all the people that are within his, his uh, family. You are part of Jesus' family. So God will say, okay, Jesus, where is your family? I will be there and your name will also be there. So we are part of the family of Christ. We are in there. We are not separated from Christ and Christ does not have the intention to disown us. The Bible says, what shall separate us from the love of Christ? What? What is he that will make God to suddenly change his mind? As long as the job has been done by Christ, God will not change his mind. So as long as you keep believing, as long as you keep believing, believing is the key word. As long as you keep believing, what happens is that you remain part and parcel of the family of Christ. Praise the Lord. In Christ's experience, so you judge yourself based on the in Christ experiences that you have, not based on your biological, you know, connection, on your lineage. People say, this is who I am, I cannot change it. No, if you want to know who you are, that's talking about self-realization. Are we together this morning? Please, let's not be distracted. Talking about self-realization. Self-realization is when you look at Christ and you see who you are through Christ. You use Christ as the mirror. You use Christ as the thing that is going to reflect, right? What you see, the object that you are seeing is Christ. And based on what you see, that is who you become. So self-realization or self-awareness is who you are in Christ. What is Christ saying that you are? That is who you are. Right, you cannot say, this is who I am. I cannot change it. And you are referring to negative propensities and negative vices. No. You ask yourself, who is Christ? What are the things that emanate and reflect from Christ? Those are the things that emanate and reflect from you. So that is self-realization. And see, Jesus was very, very deep when he came to him talking about himself. Jesus was never confused about his identity. He was very, very, very much 100% sure of who he was or who he is. He said at some point, he said, I and the Father, we are one. Once you see the Father, you see me. If you want to know how the Father looks like, look at me. So he was very, very sure of who or what his identity is. So the same thing, you have to be sure of what your identity is. What is your identity? Your identity is not about your biological makeup. I'll keep saying that. Your identity is who you are in Christ. Praise the Lord. Let's look at our key scripture, 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 17. We'll read that scripture that will go deeper this morning. And I know that you are surely going to be blessed in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Jesus Christ is Lord. Give your neighbor a high five for me and say, Jesus Christ is Lord. Jesus Christ is Lord. He is Lord. He is Lord forever. Hallelujah. And you are reigning with him. Praise the Lord. Second Corinthians chapter 5, verse 17. Today I will be talking about generational blessing and eternal blessing. Generational blessing and eternal blessing under the series in Christ's realities. Generational and eternal blessing. Generational blessing and eternal blessing. Therefore, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creation. All things are passed away. Behold, all things are, are become new. Or all things have gone and new things have come. So, you know, in my early days as a believer, I used to look at this scripture from a very parochial perspective, which is, I used to look at it from my old life gone and new life has come. That's fine. But this scripture basically talks about what Adam did, right? And that made you or brought you to the level where you are. So when the Bible says all things have passed away, it's actually saying whatever Adam did that warranted condemnation and death, they've all passed away. He now said, 
all things have become new. It means that Jesus Christ has given you new things. So when God looks at you, he doesn't look at you from the perspective of the old man. He looks at you from the perspective of the new man. That's why Paul was talking at some point. He said, you should put on the garment of the new man, which is peace, which is love, which is forgiveness, and all of that. That's the garment of the new man. The garment of the old man talks about death, unforgiveness, and all of those things. You should, you should not... You should do away with them. So in talking about generational blessing and eternal blessing, for every sin that time, there is a repercussion. So when the Bible talks about God visiting the iniquity from one generation to another, even to the fourth generation, that's Maybe where people got the generational causes from. We are used to talking about generational causes. You see folks telling you, what did your great-grandfather do? There's something he planted at the backyard. Oh, he killed a lot of people. Oh, he did that, he did that. And so the blood of those people are haunting him. And so, because the blood of those people are haunting him, the blood of those people haunted your grandfather, haunted your father, and is still haunting you today. So, we talk about stuff like that, especially in our environment, this African setup, where they tell you the reason why you are going through what you are going through is because of what your great grandfather, grandmother, and everyone in that lineage, what they did. They may not be far from the truth, but the deal is this. Once you are in Christ, I'm talking about your in Christ experiences. Once you are in Christ, it is no longer generational causes. You see, the Bible says by the obedience of one man, First of all, the, due to the disobedience of one man, sin came into the world. Therefore, everybody within the Adam, Adamic lineage became a sinner, and is, that sin became tantamount to death. Follow me carefully. Just follow me. Because we follow the Adamic nature, everything that Adam did because of obedience became tantamount to death. It is normal for your great-grandfathers and mothers, as the case may be, follow that same lineage. And so whatever happened within that lineage, right, because of the consequences of sin, their children that came after them be began to suffer that same issues, those, this, those same issues. Now, through the obedience of one man who is Christ, righteousness, therefore, reign. So, the choice is yours. Do you want to remain within the Adamic lineage where causes, right, generational causes are going to flow down? Or you want to remain in the lineage of Christ where generational blessing is going to flow down? The problem with the church is actually false doctrine. Nobody tells you that once you left the Adamic lineage and you are now in the lineage of Christ that you have generational blessing. You have left the Adamic lineage and people are still telling you about generational causes. How can you be talking about generational causes under the lineage of Christ? Is Christ cost? Christ is not cursed now. If, if Christ is not cursed, Christ is blessed. The Bible says he's the first son. He's the first among all firstborns. So if Christ is the first and God blessed Christ and gave him a name that is above every other name, that at the name of Jesus every knee should bow, that is the lineage that I am from. 
So right now, if they are going to write my lineage, right, and they are going to trace it, they are going to trace it to Christ. That is why if you go to the book of Matthew, you will see Adam begat this, this begat this, this begat this. If they are going to say something about me, you are going to reach somewhere where it's going to say, and Jesus begat Richard. That's how it is. I am from the lineage of Christ. Therefore, since I am from the lineage of Christ, it's no longer generational causes or cause. It is now generational blessing. Somebody say generational blessing. Henceforth, that's what I want you to say. I am blessed through Christ. That's my in Christ experience. Whatever that is not found in Christ cannot be found in me. And I'm going to show you some few things. I'm going to be real, be, going to be real down to earth today. I'm going to show you some few things. So let's stop talking about generational causes when we are in Christ. In Christ, there is no generational cause or generational causes. In Christ, what you have is generational blessing. Your biological identity has changed. By spiritual propensity, the blood that flows through you now is the blood of Christ. It's the blood of Christ. Recall when I was talking about the series on the kingdom of God, I did mention very clearly, I said, there is one earth but two kingdoms. Remember that? Don't forget. There is one earth but two kingdoms. The earth is like the suit. That is the bodily suit. It's like the physical suit. But inside the earth, there are two softwares operating. There is the kingdom of darkness that is being run by Satan and his cohorts. The Bible says, we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities and powers, against spiritual wickedness in high places. So, the kingdom of darkness does exist. They exist in the spiritual realm. You cannot see them, but they exist. That's where the word spiritual warfare came from. You see, maybe one of those days I'm going to talk about spiritual. I think I've preached on that before, but I'm going to reenact it and reiterate it. Spiritual warfare. What exactly is spiritual warfare? How do you deal with spiritual warfare? How do you fight spiritual warfare? I think that's more like it. How do you fight spiritual warfare? And we're going to look at the word wrestle. What does the word wrestle mean? All right, let's, let's continue. So, that's the kingdom of darkness. The kingdom of darkness is where Satan runs things. Then you have the kingdom of light where Jesus Christ rules supreme. Now, you can either be in the kingdom of darkness or you are in the kingdom of light. You must be somewhere. There is no neutral zone. Now, I am talking to you as folks who are in the kingdom of light. As you are in the kingdom of light, your master and your supervisor is who? Is Christ. Therefore, it is the things that flows from Christ that flows to you. Hallelujah. The things that flows from Christ, those are the things that flow to you. Why am I telling you this? Let no man twist your mind. Let, let no man bewitch you. You must have this as a foundation and as understanding. Very important. Let's go to John chapter 1 verse 12. Before I caught this, this revelation, I used to fear a lot. I used to fear about generational causes. I used to look at my family and say, okay, what are the vices that oppress in this family? Is there any tendency that these things are operating in my own life? Medically or scientifically proven, it is possible. But it is the self-realization and self-awareness of who I am in Christ that gives me the edge. That gives me the edge. Especially in this part, in this part of the world. Now, let's, let's deal with this scripture very clearly. Listen, just calm down. Don't be under pressure. But as many as received him, to them 
gave he power to become the sons of God, even to them that believe on his name. Give me TPT. John chapter 1 verse 12. Give me TPT. Great. Look at this. Look at this. Look at this. He said, but those who embraced him and took hold of his name were given authority to become the children of God. You have the right to become a child of God now. You are a child of God. You are a child of God. That's who you are. That's who you are. So your identity is in Christ. So the things that flows from Christ are long life, good health, sound mind, prosperity, wealth, joy, happiness. Those are the things that flows from Christ. Hallelujah. Therefore, what we talk about is generational blessing and eternal blessing. The Bible says that he has given us all things that pertains to life and to what? Godliness. The scriptures also says he has blessed us with all spiritual blessings in the heavenly places. Therefore, these things have been given to us. It's for us to assess them. How do you assess them? You assess them by knowing the key to apply at every given time. But I can tell you, one of the master key is the key of faith. It's faith. You use faith to assess all the goodies that God has given to you. Praise the Lord. Turn to your neighbor and say, I'm enjoying myself. Praise the Lord. I am enjoying myself. The word of God is good. It's entering my system. Hallelujah. Praise God. You can see that you are a child of God. You are not a child of the devil. You are not a child of the devil. But you tell me, say, Pastor, what about the covenants that have been made? And when they were giving the, or, or doing the covenants, my name, even though I was not yet born, they were mentioned. And things were said, you know, words have been spoken, negative words have been spoken about me. What do I do when I see myself struggling in certain areas? Now listen to this. It's one thing for you to know that you are free. Right? Sorry, let me put it this way. It's one thing for you to be freed. It's another thing for you to know that you are free. Yes, that's the right context. I want to put it. It's one thing for you to, for you to be freed. It's another thing for you to know that you are free. Knowledge is important. In short, one of the key ingredients in life is knowledge. Once you have knowledge, you, 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 your, your life changes. I heard a story about a man of God. He's going to be with the Lord now. God bless his soul. He used to be in this, in this system, CGM system. He said the first time, listen to this story. He said the first time he got on a plane, he thought that Somebody paid his flight ticket somewhere. So, sorry, excuse me. <coughs> so, they were serving food in the plane, re refreshment in the plane. He said, No, don't worry. I'm hunger, they beat him. He said, Oh, no, don't worry. I'm okay. He thought that he was going to pay for it. He didn't have money in his pocket to pay. He didn't know that the flight ticket came with that refreshment. Okay. And you didn't even know that even after eating that, it's not okay. You can ask the hair hostess, do you still have some more? Can you give me some? Make demand. You didn't know. So they'll bring water for you. Say, oh, don't worry. Don't, I'm okay. <laughs> All through the flight, he didn't eat anything. He was hungry. He said he didn't want to pay. He didn't have money. So when he got down, he was not just telling the people that brought him. He said, ah, they were, ah, you know, people invited me, and you know, I didn't, I don't have enough money to take care of myself in the plane, and they were sharing food and all of that, and I didn't eat. I said, they said, why didn't you eat? Oh, I didn't have money now. Like I said, they didn't have enough money to pay. 
Ah, the flight ticket covered everything. He said, are you sure what you are saying? He said, yeah. The flight ticket covered everything. Once you pay, once you enter the plane, when anything they give you, it, it is part of the fee. He said, are you sure? He said, okay. I think he was going back. He said, backlog. I'm going to recoup everything. <laughs> Hallelujah. He was as he was not going back. Well, they brought the stuff to him. This for you, sir. He said, thank you very much. Bring another one for me. He said, bring. He said, are you sure you can? He said, bring it. He was not making demand. Finish. When he finished that one, he took water. He said, please bring water for me. I'm, I'm tasty. He was making demand. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. This, what changed? It's knowledge, just information. So, it's one thing to be freed. It's another thing for you to know that you have been free and for you to apply that freedom. Let me put it this way. Another scenario is this. You see fowl. You know, in those days that we, where we, it's Christmas time, we used to, my parents used to buy chicken. We used to do, you know, Christmas a lot in our house, growing up, decorations, beautiful time. Christmas time is always very nice, growing up as a young man. So my mother will always buy chicken, and, you know, chicken we are going to kill on Christmas Day and also on New Year Day. So we tie them up. I noticed something. This is true life story. I noticed something that when those, there are occasions where the chickens will be tied, there are occasions where we will leave them to roam, roam and just be free, depending on the security and safety of the environment. So the ones that we tie, and we tie to maybe a big tree or a big drum or something so that they will not run away, when it's time to kill them, we will not go and loosen their, the rope on their legs. I noticed something. After a while, the, the chicken will not move. They will stay in one place. You see, because they've been used to that particular position, being tired, and so when they are now free, for them to move becomes a problem. A lot of people are like that. The rope has been removed from your leg, but you cannot move forward. It is called shackles. Remember that, that song, shackles on my feet so I can dance. I just want to praise you. They are shackles. We will sing the song. We won't want to close. It's an old school song now, right? That was a long time ago. They are shackles. You've held your feet. But the truth is that the shackles have been removed. So it's left for you to move. It is not God that will push you. You are, the ones to, you are the one to move. Say with me, every rope has been removed from my legs. The shackles have been broken. I am free. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. So, generational blessings is what I have and not generational causes. Anybody that comes to you and say, the reason why you are going through what you are going through it's because of the cost in your family. Tell them, no, I am not cost. I, my lineage has changed now. I belong to the lineage of Christ. And in the lineage of Christ, things like this do not happen. That devil is a liar. He has always been lying from the beginning and he will never succeed in Jesus' name. Let's look at Colossians chapter 2. Let's look at Colossians chapter 2. Give me TPT as well, verse 14. The scripture that you all know. Colossians chapter 2, verse 14. It says, he canceled. He canceled out every legal violation we had on our record. Did you see that? Every legal violation. It means you were guilty before you went to court. You had a court case. You had a court case. That is against you, and the penalty is death. The Bible says he canceled every legal uh, violation we had, uh, we had on our record, and the old arrest warrants 
that stood to indict us. He erased it all, our sins. Our stained soul, he deleted it. This is powerful stuff. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. So it means that what is it that you did that was legally binding? You were guilty. So they took you to court. You were guilty. When you say guilty as charged. And you were sentenced. You were sentenced. You were sentenced. But he showed up and took the penalty for that offense that you committed. In other words, you don't have the local standee. You don't have the rights, both legal and moral, to be punished for any offense anymore. It is wrong. Whosoever is the punisher, whosoever is the punisher. So when people are sick, they are new creation in Christ, they begin to say it is because of what I did in the past. No, that is not true. That is a lie. That is a lie. What you did in the past has nothing to do with that sickness. It's possible that it's carelessness. It's possible that you have accepted something you are not supposed to accept. It's possible that you were negligent. But it is not as a result of what you did in the past. Every legal standing and record against you has been tarnished. Your sins have been deleted. Therefore, you are now free. Since you are free, you are free to enjoy grace. Since you are free, you are free to enjoy the power of God. Since you are free... You are free to enjoy the glory of God. Since you are free, you are free to enjoy dominion. Since you are free, you are free to enjoy law. Since you are free, you are free to enjoy riches. Since you are free, you are free to enjoy wealth. Since you are free, you are free to enjoy health. Don't let your mind or the devil tell you lies that you are going to die as a result of this sickness. Therefore, it is traced. To the sickness that is in your lineage. Which lineage are you talking about? When the devil comes and tells you, are you not aware that this sickness or these vices, it flows in this family? Now listen to this. Listen to this. You see, you have to be very intelligent and smart. And what makes you intelligent is the word of God. Look, look at what the devil did. Let me show you a secret here. The devil came to Eve and said, You shall not surely die. God knows that the day you shall eat of this fruit, you shall be like him. Your eyes shall be open and you shall be like him. But the truth is, they were going to die. There was going to be a spiritual death. And Satan was referring to physical death in terms of maybe them slumping or something. That's what he told Eve. And Eve said, hmm, makes sense. But look at it. The issue was not the consequence. No, 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 no. Most times we always emphasize on the consequence. The issue is on the instruction. What did God say? Not what will happen when we don't do it. No, what did God say? If God said, don't eat it, then don't eat it. What is going to happen afterwards is none of your business. God said, don't eat it, then don't eat it. So if the devil comes and says, are you not aware? This sickness flows in this family. It's a generational shift. And it's your turn to carry this sickness now. And it will take you back. Oh, my elder sister, my elder brother. Oh, my auntie. My mother, he'll be showing you, definitely he will give you all the breakdown. you say, there's no escape route to, it's your turn now. Now, this is how you deal with that kind of matter. Go to Colossians chapter 2, verse 14, like we have read. Whatever is responsible for this sickness, 
every legal record and judgment that has been made, and this is a consequence, Jesus Christ has canceled it for my sake. John chapter 1 verse 12 says, I am now a child of God. I'm no longer a child of this family. The blood that flows inside of me now is the blood of Christ. I go say, who told you that? You see, this is what we call the battlefield of the mind. Now listen to me. You don't fight thoughts with thoughts. You fight thoughts with words. By speaking the word of God. A lot of you are going through stuff. You see, the temptation we face, there are more in our minds than even the ones we see with our physical eyes. But if you don't have the word of God, you will not use it to nail it. You say, I'm not a child of God. The blood that flows in my system. It's not the blood that came from this name that I am answering. I am answering the name of Christ. So Satan, I rebuke you. Get thee behind me. He will flee. He will flee. Give me Colossians chapter 2, verse 9 and 10. I'm gradually coasting home. Colossians chapter 2, verse 9 and 10. Generational blessing. Generational blessing is what I have. I am blessed beyond measure in the name of Jesus. What my parents could not do, I will do it. What my grandparents could not do, I would do it because I am in Christ. For he is the complete fullness of the deity living in human form. So it means that when they decided to load a human being with the fullness of God, what happened? They loaded it in Christ. And look at what he says in verse 10. He said, he is the complete fullness. Complete fullness. He now said, and he said, and our own completeness is not found in him. King James says you are complete in him. We are completely filled with God as Christ's fullness. Overflow within us. He is the head of every kingdom and authority in the universe. He said he is the head of all principalities and all powers. So what am I saying? So everything about Christ is complete. Is everything about, if everything about Christ is complete, it also means that everything about you is complete. Listen. There is nothing you are going to do now that will move the hand of God. The only thing that will move the hand of God is what has been done already through Christ Jesus. Through Christ Jesus. So we tell people, put your faith in Christ. Cast all your cares on Christ. What Christ has done is more than enough. They say, this person is responsible for so and so in your family. This person must die. Good news. Christ has already died. Nobody else needs to die for you to live. Somebody hearing what I'm saying? Christ has died for you already. Nobody else needs to shed blood. Hallelujah. They say, enemy have come. They're everywhere. That's true. Enemies are everywhere. In short, for your information, I'm going to be talking about the enemies of the church come next month on the series, The Church of Christ. The enemies of the church. I'm going to show you. They say enemies have come. They have come to eat, off, eat up your flesh. But good news is this. Christ has already delivered you. He has delivered you already in the name of Jesus. Give me Colossians chapter 3, verse 1 to 4, very quickly. My time is running very quickly. Colossians chapter 3, verse 1 to 4. I think I have it here. Christ's resurrection is our resurrection too. Did you see that? This is why we, we are to yearn for all that is above. For where, Christ, for where Christ is enthroned at the place of, the, of all power, honor, and authority. Give me verse 2. Yes, feast on all the treasures of the heavenly realm and fill your thoughts with heavenly realities and not with the distractions of the earthly natural realm. Continue, please. Verse 4. Your crucifixion with Christ has severed the tie to this life. 
and now your true life is hidden. Did you see that? That's what we're talking about in Christ's realities. He said, your true life is hidden away in God, in Christ. Thank you, Isaac, this morning for the prayers. Listen, let me tell you the truth. Nobody has the right to kill you. Nobody. Before anybody will kill you, they will take permission for Christ. So all this gospel about you suddenly enter a vehicle accident, boza, you die. Or something, you just pass it, something just hit your chest, boom! And the next thing, you just fall for ground, die. It doesn't, remove those things from your mind. Some of you, you cannot even sleep in the night anymore. Because you are afraid that as you are sleeping, somebody will just come and call your name somewhere. You know, some people cannot wake up between 12 o'clock and 3 a.m. They cannot because they are afraid. Are you aware that in the U.S., we are about six, it depends on where you are staying, six hours or five hours ahead? And are you also aware that Australia is there are a lot of hours ahead of us? Let's assume that the witch that is worrying you, for example, eh? Okay, you have gone to, let's assume that you have gone to Australia. And the witch that is worrying you is in Nigeria. And, you know, while you are morning, in, afternoon in Australia, the witch is sleeping. Are you aware of that? The witch is sleeping. When you are sleeping, the witch is awake. I don't understand this gospel about night, night, night. God created night so that you will sleep. Enjoy your sleep. The Bible says, I give it my beloved sleep. This idea of you, you battle, battle at midnight to next morning, the next day you are useless, you cannot function. God has made our body in such a way that the only time your body repairs the cells is when you sleep. And there is, there is what you need to tap in your brain. There's a certain, um, what's that substance? There's a substance that your brain needs to, your brain needs and it's only through sleep that it will come. Please, stop struggling. The struggle is over. Jesus has died. Jesus has died so that you will rest. Ah. Put your hand on your chest. Say, I have authority now. I'm in charge of my world. In Jesus' name. You see that he said, for you are now one with him. Sorry, you are now one with him in his glory. In his glory. Those are the things that we should talk about. We enjoy the glory of God. Hallelujah. And as Christ himself is seen for who he, he really is, who you really are will also be revealed, for you are now with him in his glory. Give me Colossians chapter 10, chapter 3, verse 10 and 11. Colossians chapter 3, verse 10 and 11. You know, some of you believe that God answers prayer faster in the night than during the day. My brother, God, is, <laughs> it doesn't work that way. You won't do anything throughout the day. You are waiting for nights to pray. Why didn't you pray that prayer during the day? Because the witches or the people who are holding your key, they are holding your key somewhere. That time, if you pray, they will not release it because, you know, they are not uh, active. It is when they are active. Who, 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 what, what kind of thinking is that? It's when they are active in the night, then when you begin to pray, tables begin. And all these whole videos say they have no other help issues. That's why some of you need to go into the media, write scripts. Put the right information there. Some of you don't watch home video. As you are watching, you it is true. It is true. What is true? Don't tell me. Is that what the Bible said? Some people, because they are driven by the ideology. Ideology that is not orchestrated on the word of God. And so they package it and sell it to you. You say it is true. Look at verse 10. For you have acquired new creation life, which is continually being renewed. Hallelujah. I love this. Oh, Jesus, I love you. He said, which is continually being renewed into the likeness of one who created you. Your life is renewed. 
Are you aware that the, the day you got born again, that you are not that same person? That same person is renewed from glory to glory every day. Praise the Lord. When you wake up in the morning, you are a new creation. The truth is that I am a different person than yesterday. And I'm going to be a different person tomorrow. Hallelujah. It's renewed from the likeness of one who created you. Giving you the full revelation of God. Look at verse 11. Let's go, go to verse 11. He said, in this new creation life. Listen, let's read it. Let it simmer down. Eh? Simmer, just, this is the scripture. I know the, I, everything I've shown you here is scripture. I don't show you any other thing. Is there any book I'm reading here? Apart from my notes. But I'm giving you more of what is in the scripture. Listen, he said, in this new creation life, your nationality, say my nationality, my tribe, where I'm from, makes no difference. Oh boy, I think we should stand up to read this scripture together. Let's bugasmo. La capacité délégué. Colossians chapter 3, verse 11. This is powerful. This is more like the summation of what I've been saying. Colossians chapter 3, verse 11, he says, In this new creation life, your nationality makes no difference, or your ethnicity, or your education, or your economic status. They matter nothing, for it is Christ that means everything, as he lives in every one of us. Glory to God. What do you have? It's Christ that you have. Stop feeling bad because of your economic status. That's what Paul is saying. Your economic status does not define you. Your biological makeup does not define you. What defines you is the Christ that lives in you. This is in Christ's realities that we are talking about, church. This is deep. It says, in this new creation life, say, I have the new creation life. Oh, you are not saying it with some conviction. Say, I have the new creation life. Continue to say, my nationality does not matter. My ethnicity does not matter. My education does not matter. My economic status does not matter. They matter nothing. For it is Christ that means everything. As he lives, in every one of us. Turn to your neighbor. Preach to your neighbor this morning. Preach to your neighbor. He said, where are you from? I want to expect somebody to say, I am from heaven. I'm from Zion. I'm, I have the blood of Christ. <laughs> are you sure you are not from Yokoro or something? Are you sure you are not from one, one very remote village? Where they eat human beings, you know, and they, they cook human beings, and they, 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 the people's destiny don't, don't prosper? Are you sure you are not from there? Somebody tells you and say, are you, you, you will not prosper. You will not make it to, eh? Don't you know the village that you are from? They're not the maker for there. But you tell them, you say, let me show you Colossians chapter 3 verse 11. It's very simple. And you go there. He said, where I'm from is in Christ. Christ is my identity. Christ is my destination. Christ is where I'm from. And he lives in me. Everything that has to do with Christ is everything I carry. I am in Christ. In Christ's realities. As we close this morning, I feel to, I want to say these few things. As we close, in just two minutes, I want to read this stuff. Now listen to this. I need to deal with this. Why you stand? Examples that the disease that are transferable, even science will tell you that some of these things happen. Diseases that are transferable, some of them, in the natural or biological realm, which a lot of people believe. Number one, diabetes. Number two, high blood pressure or hypertension. So if you go to the hospital, the doctor will ask you, okay, is somebody having diabetes in your family? Is somebody having high BP? You know, they trace it to your father, they trace it to your mother, they trace it to your forebears, right? Yeah. Cancer. There are some traces of cancer that moves from one generation to another, right? These are what we call generational diseases. They are generational what? Diseases. Asthma. 
there are some families where only the first son, the first sons carry asthma. It's it, it, it been passed from one generation to another. But the good news is that Jesus Christ has changed that today. There's what we call obesity. Obesity is also being transferred. But in all of this, some of them cannot be cured, like cancer, like, you know, <coughs> like asthma, high blood. High BP hypertension, they cannot be sure, but they can be managed. But they can be managed. That's what science will tell you. You know, they may not be 100% cure, but they can be managed. I've seen people who have lived 80 something, you know, with, they will tell you this is my illness, but they have been able to outlive it, for example. But all of these diseases that are transferred, right? Jesus is saying, if you want to believe that you have. It's the blood that is flowing inside of you. Okay. But I am telling you that where you are from is not from Christ. Your destination is from Christ. So the blood that flows inside of you is the blood of Christ. Hallelujah. So you tell yourself, I am held in Christ. I am healed in Christ. I have everything that has to do as far as Christ is concerned in the name of Jesus. Now, let, let me deal with the second one. This one is deeper, very deep. Listen. Examples of vices that are transferred from generation to generation in the realm of the natural or biological, or biological realm. Number one, barrenness or childlessness. There are some families, they hardly give birth. When they, give, when they get married, they, they struggle. They struggle to give birth. It could be a cause or it could be a genetic, you know, um, interpretation, you know, that falls within the family. Barrenness or childlessness. Number two, anger. There are some families, with, wow, anger is like water. Everybody gets angry. They're always angry. Everybody's just getting angry. The blood that flows inside of me is the blood of Christ. Mm. Nobody should come and tell me in my family... We always get angry, now so we be. The blood that flows in you now is the blood of Christ. It's the blood of Christ. So when they isolate you eh, from your brothers and sisters, let them say, ah, this person is different. Not be the same family you have come, self. Not be the same family. I call this one different. You tell them it's the blood of Christ. I am from Christ. Hallelujah. Anger. It's because you have accepted it. That is why you are living in time. Like you are living. That's the truth. If you accept childlessness or barrenness, you are not understanding what we call self-realization or self-awareness. You cannot accept it. If they say in your family, they're not a born, no, that is old things have passed away. Childlessness and barrenness. Number two, anger. Number three, pride. As a family, who when they don't get money, they are so proud. Nothing there, you shake them. Nothing, nothing there, their body. Number four, poverty. Poverty is something that has been passed from generation to generation. They tell you, my piki, uh, leave the soup like this, pour plenty of water. You are used to drink, eating soup that is watery. You are used to it. Your father ate soup that is uh, watery. They pass the same soup that is watery to you, and they say it is normal. In Christ's experiences, poverty is abnormal. Poverty is an aberration. What is poverty? When you don't have to meet the basic needs that you need to handle. Poverty can be financial. It can be emotional. There are a lot of poverty. When you, you don't have enough or you don't, you don't have enough, you don't have, you don't have to meet up with what you need to do. Is somebody eating watery soup? Your destiny has changed today. From now on, you'll be looking for... Ah, this soup is so thick. Where is the, where is the soup, Seth? Plenty meat and fish, you'll be looking for it. That's what the Lord will serve on your table. The Bible says, that prepared a table before me. Do you think that table will be empty? There's a lot on that table. There's water to drink. There is juice to drink. There is wine. There's pounded yam. Everything is on that table. How can God serve a table before you and it will not be robust? It will be loaded. No more eat, eating watery soup. It is over. Poverty is not my portion. And it's not your portion in Jesus' name. I give you the fifth one. Marital instability. 
Somebody told me one time, he said, ah, do you know that my mother, my, my, my father, my, my uncle told us that my, we are rich, yeah, we are well to do in our family, but in terms of marital stability, it's not there. You see some families, and he said, by my, my mother, because she wanted money, she went to do a covenant with somebody, and you know, everybody has money. All oh, my uncles, my father, we are all rich, but maritally we are struggling. And she told me, I don't want to struggle. I was showing her new creation realities. I said, you will not struggle. If you understand these things. There's some families that you just look at them. Maybe the man had five or six children. All of them, no one. The, is that the wife? The wife of one is not living with him. One is about to separate. There is divorce. One has married the third wife. The man is wrongly left. I mean, confusion everywhere. There's some families like that. That is under the Adamic world, under the Adamic lineage. But in Christ Jesus, it becomes truncated. It is what? Ended in Christ Jesus. Marital instability. What about marital delays? There's some family that the first son will not marry, the first uh, daughter will not even marry. Or even within the family, there's no marriage. No marriage. I give you the last one. There are plenty, but let's close here. Sexual immorality. Sexual immorality. They will say, Siam. Now, so they behave like in Papa. There are some men. They have one wife, but they have several concubines everywhere, giving birth, just, just going everywhere like dogs, giving birth. They cannot help it because they are under the Adamic word lineage. But the Bible says, if any man be in Christ, listen, if any man be what? In Christ, you are from where? You are now from the lineage of Christ. All of these things that I have mentioned, is somebody angry in the spirit? Is it relating to your family? Now, the word of God has come to your spirit. What I expect you to do now is to begin to pray. Pray like someone who is angry. Pray like someone who is angry. Say in the name of Jesus, all these vices, they are not part of me. Cancer is not part of me because I am in Christ. Pride is not part of me because I am in Christ. Anger is not part of me because I am in Christ. Poverty is not part of me because I am in Christ. Marital failure is not part of me because I am in Christ. Marital instability, marital delay is not part of me because I am in Christ. Sexual immorality. I will be faithful to my wife. I will be faithful to my husband. In the name of Jesus, you spirit of diabetes, you spirit of high blood pressure, you spirit of hypertension, you spirit of cancer, maca, yeke, rekepa, you spirit of asthma, you spirit of obesity, whatever your name is, the Bible says, in the name of Jesus, every bows. Your children are free today. I'm a new creation. I'm a new creation. Nothing matters anymore. Oh, where I am from does not matter. What matters is Christ that lives in me. I'm a new creation. In the name of Jesus. They have told you. Are you not aware that nobody can buy a car in your family? But you are reversing that today. That some of you, you have the power to buy a car, but you are afraid. Because the accident that killed your father, somebody has threatened you that that same accident will kill you. But today, it's been reversed today. God has not given us the spirit of fear. He has given us the spirit of power, of love, and of sound mind. I rebuke that spirit of fear. Go and buy that car and begin to drive it. No accident will come nigh thee in the name of Jesus. Oh, Lekapasende. Lift up your hands this morning. Is there somebody you want to pray for today? You want to pray for a loved one, maybe your father, your mother, your sister, your brother. I want you to lift up your hands and commit that person into the hand of the Lord. Say, as I have known this truth, I am spreading this same word to my family members in the name of Jesus. I am spreading this same word. There's someone here, slow it down. I just hear, hear the word now, slow it down. There's someone here, I don't know if you're a boy or a lady, you're afraid. And that fear is 
your father failed as far as you are concerned. Yes. You are afraid that that same failure that your father failed your father failed. You are afraid of that same failure. You are going to fail likewise. There's a spirit of fear that is enveloping you. Anytime you want to take a decision, you always remember your father's failure. I don't know what the failure is. But God is saying that you are free this morning. You are free this morning. Someone here, you are a lady. You made a mistake in the past and the mistake is haunting you. You're asking yourself, how do I get out of this guilt? God is saying, I have forgiven you. Forgive yourself. I have forgiven you. Forgive yourself. There's someone here, you gave a timeline to God to say, next year will not pass you by. You want to get married. God is saying, I have greater things in store for you. Yes, what you want is marriage, but God is saying, I, want, I have greater things in store for you. Greater things in store. Greater things in store in the name of Jesus. Give Jesus Christ a big, big, big hand this morning. Oh, the Lord is God. Oh, my capacity. I am now in Christ. I am now in Christ. It is over. Your struggles are over. In the name of Jesus, you will succeed. Because Jesus Christ succeeded. Jesus did not fail. Therefore, you will never fail. In Jesus' name, we'll pray. Hallelujah. God bless you. This message was brought to you by Church of God Mission International, Church for Real. For more information, log on to our website at www.churchforreal.org. Church for Real. Influence your world.